a blessing to be here this morning and to worship with you all, to lift up the goodness of God. What a blessing it is to rest all our days in his goodness. And I agree with what DK said. Sometimes when you look at Job, you're like, eh, okay. I mean, Lord, I want to know you. Take me into all that you have for me. But, you know, whatever that list is, you know. But then it's, it's amazing that we can rest in his goodness, knowing he has our good in mind. And, um, yeah, I know there's people here who've gone through harder things than I have gone through. And yet I see God's, God perfecting his work in you through those things. And, um, John, like you said, it's, it's our response. How are we going to respond? How are we going to handle the difficulties that come? Are we going to become bitter or better um, through whatever comes our way? So that's good. Um, this morning, I want to dive into something that has kind of been on my heart for a while, and I know it's on God's heart as well, and so that is why I'm going to share it, not because maybe not, not because it's the easiest thing. Um, as a way of introduction, it's not, this is something that I believe is, is very common and is easy for us to fall into. So this morning, I desire that the Holy Spirit can point his finger in each of our hearts and lives and it's not about me pointing a finger at a certain person or a discussion that we had two months ago or a conversation or any of those things, but I pray that the Holy Spirit can do His work in each one of our hearts. Um, it's interesting to me that um, you know we're very familiar with the works of the flesh. Uh, there's a couple different uh, portions of Scripture in the New Testament that talk about the works of the flesh and Ugh, some of that stuff you just want to throw up when you, even when you read down through it. Just the, the, um, the awfulness that, as human beings, um, the depravity that we can go to without God in our lives and the sinfulness. So we're familiar with many of those things. And um, it's interesting that there's different lists in the Bible. Um, one list that talks about the things that God hates is from uh, Proverbs chapter 6. Um, I'm going to just read three verses from Proverbs chapter 6, starting at verse 16 as a way to launch into this. Proverbs 6, 16 says, There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. So this morning I want to look at the destructiveness of gossip. And it's interesting to me that it's in this list of these six or seven things that God hates um, there's a, a few places you could find it there, a false witness or the one who sows discord. I think kind of between those two, um, you could definitely see gossip in there. And it's interesting, some of these other things, um, you know, shedding innocent blood. Well, okay, yeah, definitely 
you know, I don't think any of us here have, have, maybe we've hated somebody, but actually thought, man, I just wish I could kill him, you know. Um, if we did, it was like, ooh, I got to deal with this. This is quite serious that I'm having this kind of a thought towards somebody that I know, um, whether it's my neighbor or my enemy or whoever. Um, lying tongue, you know, that we get it. That's been a struggle, a battle, I'm sure, um, for different of us. But the whole thought of that discord and bearing false witness or gossiping is one of those in that list. Um, was just one of those things that kind of hit me like, wow, um, God takes this very seriously. Uh, many times we, do, we, we, we view gossip, discord, or slander as one of those kind of little sins. Um, it's like, well, you know, God's working on it, and I'm grateful that he is. But it's actually one of those listed here um, as one of those things that he hates and something that he's very, very concerned about. Um, when you look at gossip, it is a, one of the ways, one of the primary ways that Satan uses to destroy us and specifically to destroy us as a body of Christ or as um, a temple of God. Satan is the accuser of the brethren, we know that, and that is what he does, and that's how he, that's how he operates. When we enter into gossip, we align ourselves with Satan, the accuser. I think it can be a tricky thing, because at times it's like, well, okay, but this is actually something true. This is a need in someone's life. This is what I saw. I'm not telling a lie. Um, this is really what it was. But how does God want us to deal with these things? We know that the enemy wants to destroy us as individuals, but he also wants to destroy us as a church, and he wants to destroy the whole the body of Christ as a, as a worldwide body of Christ as well. And when we enter into gossip, we are joining with the enemy's agendas. He wants to destroy us from the inside out. You know, there are many ways that the enemy attacks us as believers and us as Christians and even as a local church. And this is one of the, the big ways that he uses from the inside out. He wants to destroy us. God is a God of justice. And when we enter into gossip, we are promoting injustice, which is directly against the character of God. Gossip is not only a sin, it's also injustice towards our neighbor or our brother and sister in Christ. I have, um, unfortunately, have had the opportunity um, for a little over seven years now to, when we moved into our house, when we moved here a little over seven years ago, um, we kind of found ourselves in between a family feud. And maybe I've even mentioned that before, but it's absolutely ridiculous how, how everything, I mean, even just how it started, that this person said this, and that person said that, and this person had to one-up one the other person, and basically where it stands now, it's a generation down the line, and these neighbors are still at odds with each other, and they both can't stand each other's skin, and... Um, what they say about each other, if half of it would be true, they both should probably, both neighbors should probably be in jail, but they're not, you know, and it's just, it's just toxic. 
Um, it's, it's awful. There's, there's, there's been multiple times since we've lived there where the police were called out and all it was was one little neighbor boy driving on a right-of-way driveway, which is, includes our lane, with his bicycle. And, you know, I don't get it. And, you know, and one time we, we happened to pull in the driveway and the one neighbor was here and the other neighbor was here and the police car in between. And right away they, like, they started firing between, you know, back and forth at us and it was like, whoa, this is crazy. And it's phenomenal if we, you know, if we show love to the little neighbor boy. Man, the other guy's ticked at us. I mean, you, you can't do that. You don't know what the rotten apple he is and his family and his grandpa. and all. It's just pathetic. Anyway, I'm sure we've all experienced those things. And I'm grateful that in this church we don't have that level of animosity and gossip and slander. But my prayer this morning is that God would speak to our hearts and convict us in the little things in the little ways that we may be gossiping or slandering other people so that it doesn't fester, so that it doesn't become toxic, so that instead of ripping each other down, we can build each other up. We know that Satan wants to destroy. Why would we join him in that desire to destroy so it goes, injustice goes directly against God's character. Gossip is injustice. Um, in 1 Peter, it talks about that we are, 1 Peter 2, 1 through 5, talks about that we are living stones. And why don't we just read those, those verses briefly. 1 Peter 2, 1 through 5 says, um, and it, it, it also gives us some, some interesting things here. Um, or some guidance in this whole thing, um, I believe that if we realize who each of us are and our part in God's temple, in this building that he is building, uh, we, will, we will realize that, man, we can't slander, we can't do this, we can't cut each other up like this. Um, says, verse 1 says, So put away all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy and envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it they may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, each one of you here this morning, verse 5, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So if we can see each one of our brothers and sisters in Christ as living stones that are being built up into this spiritual house, into this temple of God, I feel like that would make us pause and also pull back and say, you know what, why would I want to tear down my brother or sister in Christ. Um, as I shared the story with the, the neighbors, we know that in the world it's very common. Gossip is everywhere, whether it's on the news or you go to the grocery store, you bump into things. And he said, she said, and did you hear? And oh my my, this is, this is it. It's everywhere. And I believe it's very, very common. It's so common that it's easy for us just to, without even realizing it, take some of that in and let it be inside of us. And before we realize, 
we are also entering into it or, or taking part in this thing of gossip or slander. And it is something that God hates. And I believe there's different reasons why God hates it so much. Um, clearly, we, we know that each one of us, here it says we're lively, living stones. Um, we're also called the temples of the living God. And so when you think about that, would I want to tear down another temple of God? God is working in each one of us. Would I want to? Surely I wouldn't. That's not, I I want to build. I want to be on God's team, encouraging and building up someone else in the church. But it's easy to slip into these things. There's so many verses um, about slander, about our tongues. Um, We all know about... James, the book of James talks a lot about um, our tongues. Uh, James says that if we cannot control our tongue, then our religion is vain. And that, 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 that is something that really hits me right between the eyes. Is my religion vain? You know, everything I believe in Christ and, and, and everything I believe that God has done in my life, you know, the worship that I give to him at 8 o'clock, on a Monday morning, and then 8.05, I enter into slander or cursing my brother in Christ. How can that be possible? You know, James talks about, like, out of the same fountain proceed blessing and cursing. This should never be. You know, we as Christians, we are image bearers of God. And how is it possible that I can bless God worship him, and a few minutes later, set fire to someone who is an image bearer of God. Let's turn to Ephesians 4. And I would love, I would love if we stand while we read Ephesians 4. I'm going to actually just read the full, whole chapter because... I had like four or five different little sections, and finally I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to read the whole thing. Um, so this talks a little bit about the unity of the body of Christ and the new life that we have in Christ. Um, and I just trust that God's word can wash over us. Ephesians 4, starting in verse 1. I therefore, prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in you all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitfulness, in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it is so that it builds itself up in love now this i say and testify in the lord that you must no longer walk as the gentiles do in their understanding alienated from the life of god because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of hearts they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality greedy to practice every kind of impurity but that is not the way you learned christ assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in jesus to put off the old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, put away falsehood. Let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. You may be seated. Um, there is so much in here. I, I just, but it really, these words really spoke to my heart. Talking about the unity of the spirit and looking at God's heart for us as a local body of Christ. And what he wants to do in our hearts. What he has done in our hearts. He has called us. He has called us um, and he has given grace according to to the measure, all of these things that he has done. Um, and I believe that it talks about when he ascended, he, he gave gifts unto men and talks about for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, all of those things. And I believe that's, that's for all of us here. It's not just necessarily for the ordained people. All of these things is that the body could be built up. And so when we look at gossip, we, again, we see God's heart God's heart is that we would be encouraging each other and that we would be building each other up. And I'm grateful for much of that that I see in our midst. And I want to encourage us this morning to continue to build each other up. It is God's heart that we would be mature and that we would come into the fullness of the stature of Christ. And that we wouldn't be children tossed to and fro, just going here and there with every scheme of doctrine. But we could be built up together. And that we would be able to speak the truth in love. There's a lot 
that um, is, is that God's word speaks to us here in this talks about corrupt communication, um, talks about the, the Gentiles or those people who are n- not believers and how they live and the manner of lifestyle that they live and the way God wants us who are believers to put aside those old works of darkness, that old man. And I believe that this is one of those things where, yes, we get when we become saved, we get born again and all of a sudden our lives are changed and there's evidence of that maybe before there was some big sins in our lives that that we view as big or things that were just really ugly and god delivered us from those things and that's awesome praise god for that but i do believe that this slander and this gossip is one of those that is is a sneaky one and it it can kind of come different times in our life and knock on the door and and the whole agenda of this is to destroy and to pull down our brothers and sisters in Christ. So God wants us to put these things aside and he wants us rather to build each other up. Instead of having those corrupt communications, he talks about in verse 29, God wants us to build each other up. And most of all, God, God here it says that God doesn't want us to grieve the spirit of God by, which, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. And then 31 talks about bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor and slander, and put away malice as well. I believe if any of those things are in our hearts, if we're gossiping, there's a reason why that's coming out of our, our lives. And so, you know, this morning we can say, oh, yeah, you know what, I did gossip here, or remember last week, or God convicts us of something. But I believe that God wants it to go deeper in our hearts. Why did I gossip? Why did I slander? Why did I speak evil? And what is in my heart towards someone else in this church, towards my brother um, or sister in Christ, to even my neighbor or other people that I come in contact with? And why am I wanting to pull them down? And I believe that the Holy Spirit will convict us what it is that's in our heart. It's not just about a little reformation or saying, yeah, I want to try to stop gossiping so much or I want to do better in this. But what is in my heart? And God's Spirit is so so good to clearly reveal those things in our heart. And here it gives a little list of some of those things. There could be other things that may be in our heart that allow us to enter into these things. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's bitterness that is in our hearts towards someone else. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's just that desire to kind of know it all and be on the in on everything. And so we hear something. What, what was that? I want to know more. Tell me more. And sometimes I, I think that we can get ourselves in trouble in this information age. It's like, you know, God forbid I wouldn't know about something that's going on. And so we, we what, what? Tell me more. I want to hear more. And sometimes it's not always even necessarily bad. But it leads us down that road of we're just information hungry. And maybe we're not wanting to destroy that person, or that's not where we start out. But before we realize it, whoa, oh my, this, that, and the other thing. And all of a sudden, we're looking at that person that Christ died for, that brother or sister, that image bearer of God. And we're looking at them in a different way than we were. Um, This is something that I have been guilty of as well. There has also been a few times in my life where I thank God that somehow I didn't hear about something. 
And honestly, it was a blessing. Someone came, hey, did you, you, know, you know that situation, so-and-so, this and that. And I'm like, huh, what? No, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't know? <laughs> if, if I was not part of helping the situation, if I was not directly involved, you know what? I really, the Bible says about thinking on those things that are good and lovely and of pure lovely and of good report. You know what? There's a lot of things out there. And if I'm not directly involved, maybe I don't need to know. Maybe I don't want to know. Maybe that's the, God, the kind of heart that God wants to put in us, that we would just, you know what? If, unless I'm directly involved, I don't, I don't need to know it all. Unless I'm the person that uh, is helping out in that situation, why do I need to know all the information? Um, I think sometimes, yeah, we might start out with good intention. Um, I think with gossip, very common thing is, well, I would like to ask prayer for so-and-so. And you know what? I, I hope you're praying for me. Um, we all need prayer. But many times we use that as a disguise to speak evil of an image bearer of God. Um, way back in the Old Testament, Exodus 23, uh, 1, God was very, very clear with the children of Israel about this, about slandering and about or about not slandering and about not gossiping. Um, it says, Exodus 23, 1, You shall not spread a false report. You shall not join hands with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. Just that thing of speaking truth. So there's a couple things that come to my heart. I know sometimes I've talked about this morning the false, the, the, the words that are not true, and that's out there. Um, this morning, maybe you say, well, but what if it is actually true? And that, that, that can happen. There are things that are actually true, things that have gone down that are wrong, that are even sinful and are against God. And it's not that we should just turn a blind eye to those things, but what does God want us to do with those things? Is it to just go and tell everybody else about it? I think that many times um, everybody else knows about a situation, and the person who was directly involved may have not even heard about it. And it's just destructive. Um, Romans one twenty nine says, speaking of... Um, God's wrath coming on the unrighteousness and unrighteous people, it says, talking about these people, they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetous, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. So again, those verses, a whole group of just awful sins and talking about people who are unrighteous. And in there we see slanders and gossips. So may God help us. It's a serious thing. It's not just one of those uh, little things that, well, you know, Give it a little time and we'll kind of get over it and maybe we'll do less of it. I believe it's one of, those two, one of those things that the enemy throws at us, specifically as believers, because there's some of these things that the enemy knows he's not going to get you to do as a believer. If, if he would come and tempt you to, to, to kill somebody, I believe most of us would say, absolutely no. There's some things that are very clear and we, we look at some of those awful, awful sins of the flesh and we say, 
no, I'm not going there. But this one is just a little sneakier, and it's much easier for us to just sort of slip into without even trying at times or without even realizing. And again, I don't believe anybody here would want to be um, in the enemy's hands to tear down, but that's what happens when we enter into these things. Um, it was amazing to me, growing up, we were, the book of Proverbs was a, a very, very common book that we went to for wisdom, and it's amazing to me how many Proverbs talk about our words, how many of the Proverbs talk about our words, slander, all of these things. Um, and I think it's important for us to realize that if we want to speak evil, if we are speaking evil of somebody, there must be a root. There must be something deep in our heart um, that God wants to heal, that God wants to deal with. Maybe a root of hatred. Um, Proverbs ten eighteen and 19 says, The one who conceals hatred has lying lips, and whoever utters slander is a fool. When the words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. So I get from that that, yes, if we're just out there using our mouth in wrong ways, we are, we're a fool, we're acting in a foolish way. But it says that if we conceal, I feel like there's like a root of hatred or a root of just maybe not wanting that person to prosper. That often leads us into gossip. Um, gossip is a fruit from a tree, or it is something, it's a fruit that's coming from a root in our lives. And so I pray that the Holy Spirit can speak to us this morning and say, what is that root that desires me to talk about someone else in a way that is not uplifting and upbuilding? Um, familiar verses in Matthew 7, 1 through 5, talking about, Judge not that you be not judged, for with the same judgment that you judge others, you will, it will be measured to you. And then it talks about the speck that is in your brother's eye. And, you know, maybe it's important for you to look first and see and behold that, you know what, maybe there's a beam in your own eye. Familiar verses. But how many times have I gossiped about the speck in someone else's eye? Meanwhile, there was a beam in my own eye. Um... Just a little shift here as we look at this, because the reality is there is righteous judgment. And when someone is taken in a fault, when someone, a brother or sister in Christ, when we see a need, it's not that we should just turn a blind eye and never do anything about it. And I'm grateful this morning that God actually talks to that. And so it's not that every time um, we see something, we just have to hold our mouth bite our tongue and just hope for the best, there are actually times that we should use our mouths to communicate, but it's how we communicate and who we communicate to. Um, familiar verses in, in, in Matthew 18 talking about this. If, if your um, verse Matthew 18, 15 says, if your brother sin against you, go to him, tell him his fault between you and him alone. So it, if there's a sin, if your brother sins against you, and I even think if you see your brother, there's another verse in Galatians that talk about taking in a fault. Go to him. Um, we, with the heart of love, do I have the heart of love? And I believe there's times when we see something in a brother or sister, and it's not the right time. Because maybe where our heart is, we start praying for that person, and whew, I don't really want to see them prosper. 
Maybe I don't really have the heart of God for that person. I just see the need. I just see the glaring thing that just every time I see them, all I can see is that need in their life. And it's like, why, doesn't, why don't they see it? But I believe that there comes a point where we should go to them. As it says here, go to them and talk to them. If he listens or if she listens, you have gained your brother or you have gained your sister. And then down the road, if... if they don't listen. There is also a time, it says, um, if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. And if he refused to listen to them, tell it to the church. There are ways of addressing these things. But I believe what we so quickly do is, instead of following these things, going to them privately, taking with us some other people, possibly bringing it to the church if it's if it's that serious but instead we just start talking and 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 all we're doing by talking about that need or that issue or even that sin in someone's life is just joining up with the accuser and trying to destroy that person and i know our heart would not be to, to destroy but that is what happens when we enter into gossip so my prayer this morning is that the holy spirit could speak to each one of us where we have entered into this, where we've entered into it the last week, the last month, and that God would convict us and that we would repent and see this as serious as God sees it. Psalms 19 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God. And that's what I want. I desire that the words of my mouth and the thoughts, the meditations that are in my heart would be acceptable and that's something that i can't do by myself it's something that that i have to allow god to work in my heart we know that there's going to be offenses matthew um 18 7 talks about that woe to the world because of the things that cause people to sin um and it says that offenses will come but woe to the person from whom those offenses come and so i know in my heart I don't want to be that person to, who's going to offend someone else or going to um, spread an offense or spread a rumor or spread something that isn't true. Let no corrupt communication come out of my mouth, but such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And I even think that as we look at this thing of Speaking even hard things to each other at times. Speaking the truth. We must do it in love. And it's so important that as it, as it listed here in Matthew, that we go to the person. They should be the first person to hear, not the last person. Um, and at times we need to bring other people in. A, um, a, a wise counselor to help to mediate maybe in a relationship or a situation. You know, we are all different, and we all view things differently. And I believe that is some of, the, some of those differences are one of the reasons why it's so easy for us to slip into this. Because it's like, how can this person not see their blindness? I mean, it's just blatant out there to me. And then it's like, well, let me find someone else who I think would also see this blind spot in my brother or sister's life. And we start building this case and like, you saw it too? I don't know what is wrong with them, how they can't see this. 
true love would come to them and share with them and say, you know what, this is, this is something God's been laying on my heart. I believe that when we come and share something with our brother or sister, and I'm not saying you always have to have tears, but your heart should be so, there should, there should be so much compassion in your heart, so much love, most likely tears rolling down your cheeks as you address your brother or sister. And if you can't do it in that way, then maybe it's not the right time. Maybe you need to pray for them. Maybe you need to hold that thing in your heart for a little longer until God works that love in your heart for them. Because if you go just shoot from the hip, you'll probably just offend them. You'll probably just make them angry. But if you can come in true love and come with tears rolling down your face or just that heart of compassion, it's going to go a long way. Um, I think there's many different things when we look at this, when there are actual issues. It's not telling a lie. It's not bearing false witness. It is actually a true problem or it is a true issue in someone's life. It's important that we... um, Go to them in the proper way. The Bible talks about, it actually encourages us to confer, but it discourages us from gossiping. And it encourages us to, um, I guess, what is the driving force for our concern or curiosity? Are we seeking to help or are we desiring to, uh, are we just broadcasting someone's mess up or broadcasting something that we saw just to destroy someone are we actually looking for input or are we simply venting frustration i believe there's times when we need to go to other people other than just that person if they're not willing to hear but who are we going to is that the person that we're going to share it with are they someone who can actually help a wise person a mature person someone who's going to help the situation or are they just going to add ammo to your uh, ammunition and say, yeah, and yes, oh my, I can't believe it, and just give you more power for that fire that is not actually helping that person, but rather it's pulling them down. As we, ra- as we wrap this up, I think it's so important that we look at our motives. Am I motivated by a desire to help that person that is part of the body of Christ? Or is it just a lack of concern for that person and a desire to lift myself up. Many times, I think, maybe, maybe it's not that we actually hate that person. It may be that. But it may be just a desire to make myself feel a little better. Or make myself feel, you know what? I think I got that one in the bag. That is not an issue for me. And so it's like, well, this person, they have this problem, this struggle. I don't really struggle with that anymore. So... What is, my, what is my motive for talking about that person? Why am I doing it? What is the motive behind it? I think there are um, many times there is... There's so many different factors. Um, maybe... We just feel like we're entitled to know, or maybe we think someone else is entitled to know. Gossip is injustice towards someone else. Just a couple quotes that I found as, as we wrap this up. You know, gossip, gossips are worse than thieves because they steal another person's dignity, honesty, reputation, and credibility, which are, 
almost impossible to restore. So remember this, when your feet slip, you can always recover your balance. But when your tongue slips, you cannot recover your words. A lot of problems in the world would disappear if we talked to each other instead of talking about each other. And that is what God's word was saying. When you see something, go to that person. It may be something that's real, but discuss it with them. Maybe you heard something. Maybe what you heard was untrue. Maybe it was twisted by the person that shared it with you. And I, I think something to me that God really convicted me on in this is, what do I do when someone shares something with me? And I believe there, there's times when we actually just need to stop and say, you know what, I don't want to hear that. Uh, please, stop. I love you so much, but I also love that brother or that sister. I, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't believe that I'm going to be able to help this situation resolve. And there are times we just need to stop each other and say, please, uh, can you just stop? I, I really do not want to hear it. Because... I know that I have been very, I've been guilty of that where someone starts to share and you love that person. So you'll well, just, you know, you just listen and you listen and you listen more than you need to, or you, or you draw it out and those, that, that poison goes into you. And all of a sudden, um, you're entering into that gossip or that spirit of gossip. It's interesting how quick we as humans are to believe the bad things that we hear about good people. And it's just a tendency. Listen carefully how a person speaks about other people. This this may very well be the way that they will be speaking about you shortly. As we look at this thing of gossip, I think I want to just look briefly and just ponder with me Jesus, our perfect example, and the way he handled and operated when he was on earth in the three and a half years, I couldn't find any place where he gossiped. He spoke clearly to people, religious leaders. He spoke to people directly, but he didn't gossip. Even Judas, you would think that if Jesus was gossiping there when they were having the Lord's Supper and the disciples are saying, is it I, is it I, who is, who's going to betray you? You would think that if Jesus entered into gossip just a little bit, the disciples would have been like, you know what, I bet you it's going to be Judas. Did you see the way Jesus, yeah, you know Judas, he's always been a rotten apple in the bag, you know. Jesus didn't enter into that. They're sitting there saying, is it I? Who, who is going to do this terrible thing? They had no idea. And that challenges me because Jesus, I believe he knew Maybe all along, but for a long time, that what Judas was going to do, and yet he didn't gossip. Can you imagine if you knew what someone was going to do against you next week, next year? You know, <laughs> how much easier it would be to start talking bad about that person. And they're already doing stuff against me, and they're already stealing. You know, Judas had the bag, and it, it says that he, it sounds like he was kind of stealing what was put in there. Jesus knew that. He could have started all kinds of things about Judas that were true, yet he loved him. And he didn't enter into that. And may God help us to be, have that heart of, of Jesus. You know, I believe Jesus loved Judas all the way through. Even though he knew he was going to betray him, he still loved him and still wished that Judas would turn. Still wished that Judas would change the direction he was going and, and turn 
to Christ in repentance. Do we have that heart for those people that we come in contact with, for our brothers and sisters, a heart that they would turn to Christ? Let our love be, Romans 12 talks about our love being genuine. May God help our love to be genuine. And specifically in these things, when we see a need, when we hear something, maybe it's true. God wants us to be there for each other. Yes, at times speak hard words to each other. But in genuine love, speak those things to each other. Not tell everybody else about it. Not tear that person down by the way, by what we say. But go to that person with genuine love that we can build each other up, that as living stones we can be built up unto a beautiful temple, a habitation for God. I desire that you all, when you see things in my life, I desire that you would come and talk to me. Is that always fun? No. But it sure is a lot better than 20 people down the road realizing that, oh my, this has been a big issue. Everybody's been talking about this. So my encouragement to us today is let's love each other with genuine love. Let's go to each other directly, as God's word says, that we can build each other up instead of tear each other down. Micah 6.8 says, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does God, what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. When you see a need in someone's life or an issue that needs addressed, let's go to that person. Talking to that person is biblical. Talking to everyone else except that person is gossip. And God's word says that it's sin. Commit to pray for that person. Lift them up daily. If you don't feel like it's the right time to go to them specifically, or maybe God gives you revelation and it's something that is a little, you know, it's not just out there in the open. Pray for that person. Bless them. Stand in the gap for them between between what the enemy wants to do and between what God wants to do. May God give us that heart of compassion for each other, And may God convict us this morning any place where we have entered into gossip. And may he restore us and may he restore those relationships that may have been destroyed or may currently be on the rocks because of the way we have entered into destructive words, gossip, slander. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word to our hearts this morning, and I thank you, Lord, that you're merciful, and if we find ourselves in the midst of spreading gossip, and it's just become a way of life, it's just kind of normal for us, Lord, thank you that you can convict us, thank you that we can come in repentance and turn from this gossip Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes, that we could see it the way you see it. It's not just one of those little sins, but it's up there 
with the big ones and you hate it. And I pray we would come in repentance and turn from the sin of gossip and turn to you. Lord, it is a destructive thing and it can so easily sneak its way in to our church. And I pray in Jesus' name against gossip. I pray, Lord, that you would build us up at Restoration Church. And I pray that every plan that the accuser has and that the enemy has would not prosper. And help us to not enter into or align ourselves with any of the plans that the accuser has. But rather we would be able to build each other up. And as living stones, may we be built up into a temple for you, Lord God. Thank you for each one here. Bless your word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.